Hello, everyone. I'm Katherine Pipitone. Welcome to my podcast on author Raul Dahl's short story, Lamb to the Slaughter, recording live from quarantine in Scottsdale, Arizona. Most commonly known for his beloved book, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the British novelist has truly made an impact on the writing scene. So many powerful works, such as Matilda, BFG, and James and the Giant Peach. Lamb to the Slaughter is yet another amazing work by Roald Dahl, but what makes this short story really interesting is that it was actually rejected when it was originally submitted to the New Yorker. But luckily, Harper's Magazine published it in the September 1953 issue. The ironically titled story is about Mary Maloney and her husband, Patrick, who is a police officer. Mary puts all her efforts into caring for her worn-out husband, who never reciprocates the affection and care Mary gives him. One day, Patrick announces to Mary that he is leaving her. Mary does not react well whatsoever to this, and this potentially leads her and her unborn child into legal trouble. So this is where the story unfolds. Lamb to the Slaughter by Roald Dahl the room was warm and clean, the curtains drawn, the two table lamps alight hers, and the one by the empty chair opposite. On the sideboard behind her, two tall glasses, soda, water, whiskey, fresh ice cubes in the thermos bucket. Mary Maloney was waiting for her husband to come home from work. Now and again, she would glance up at the clock, but without anxiety, merely to please herself with the thought that each minute gone by made it near her to the time he would come. There was now a slow smiling air about her and about everything she did. The drop of a head as she bent over her sewing was curiously tranquil. Her skin, for it was her six-month-with child and acquired a wonderful translucent quality. The mouth was soft, and the eyes, with their new placid look, seemed larger and darker than before. When the clock said ten minutes to five, she began to listen, and a few moments later, punctually, as always, she heard the tires on the gravel outside and the car door slamming, the footsteps passing the window, the key turning in the lock. She laid aside her sewing, stood up, and went forward to kiss him he came in. Hello, darling, she said. Hello, darling, he answered. She took his coat and hung it in the closet. Then she walked over and made the drinks. A strongest one, strongest one for him. A weak one for herself. And soon she was back in her chair with the sewing and he in the other, opposite. Holding the tall glass with both hands, rocking it so the ice cubes tinkled against the side. For her, this was always a blissful time of day. She knew he didn't want to speak much until the first drink was finished. She, on her side, was con- content to sit quietly, enjoying his company after long hours alone in the house. She loved to luxuriate in the presence of this man and to feel almost as a sunbather feels in the sun-warm male glow that came from him to her when they came when they were alone together. She loved him for the way he sat loosely in the chair, for the way he came in the door, or moved slowly across the room with long strides. She loved intent, far look in his eyes, when they rested in her. The funny shape of, his, of the mouth, 
especially the way he remained silent about his tiredness. Sitting still with himself until the whiskey had taken some of it away. Tired, darling? Yes, he said. I'm tired. 